What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon Podcast. This is episode one called Proof of Something. This is my first podcast, and I'm really excited about doing this. Uh, on this episode, there are a few things I want to share with you. Uh, I want to share some backstory and the follow-up about my recent blog entitled Proof of Something. Tell you a little bit about why I started this and uh, what some people had to say about it. I want to talk to you about my writing process, like what I went through as I was trying to put this together. And uh, finally, I want to share a recording of the post, see what it sounds like when I'm reading it to you, and if you, you like it a little bit better that way. So having said that, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Okay, so uh, first things first here. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I um, find inspiration for the uh, posts that I write on my blog? Um, it's tough. I don't. I don't sit down and, and say, okay, I'm going to write something and stare at a computer screen. A lot of times, I get my inspiration uh, strictly from observation of the world around me. Um, it could be something like uh, watching a, a television show. It could be watching uh, people interact at school or uh, within the community. Um, it could be listening to music. Um, so it's just a, a basic observation that I, that I try to do. Um, for this particular post, I just remember, uh, you know, as I said in the post that I was sitting there looking through social media all the time, driving myself nuts. I know I shouldn't do that. And I advise everyone to kind of take a break from that once in a while because it does um, kind of wear on your soul a little bit when you spend too much time on social media. But anyhow, um, I, I came across the, the, the trailer for this uh, movie, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. And I, I watched it several times, and I was just really intrigued. Um, normally, when I go to the movies, it's for the um, big tent shows like the superhero flicks. Um, I'm kind of going through um, MCU withdrawal a little bit since um, uh, Infinity Wars um, and Endgame kind of came to a, a, a conclusion there uh, with the Marvel Universe. So... Just looking for something that was maybe a little bit more dialed back, not all the explosions, all the excitement, just a quiet little movie to watch. And this one just seemed like it was it. Um, so I went there and watched it. And, you know, it really, you know, sometimes when you go to see a certain movie, you, you think about it and you think about it and you wonder um, the character, wonder if the characters in it uh, and what they are experiencing throughout the movie have any kind of semblance to your life. Um, and I think, you know, many of us can always attest to the fact that sometimes we just feel alone and we're not sure, um, you know, who to uh, surround ourselves with in order to um, make a better future for ourselves. And the two characters in here, um, Zach and, and Tyler, are ones that, you know, have no family, which is... Um, you know, challenging to begin with because I think we can all imagine what that would be a lot, what that would be like. But you know, it was—it's just that their journey was um, more of a spiritual one and a personal connection. I think that's why it just really um, touched me. You know, after a summer full of um, action flicks, having uh, um, the fall start off with a quiet movie like *Peanut Butter Falcon*, um, you know, kind of got my got my spirits in a, in a different place. 
And really just, it just, uh, you know, as the, the week progressed, there was the picture on Monday and, you know, to be more specific about the picture, um, Joyce Bobby had taken this picture and uh, put it on Facebook. It was a picture of, uh, I think almost all of the, uh, senior football players, they were sitting in the stands and their mothers were right beside them. And the mothers were all leaning over to their right to kiss their sons on the cheek. And some of them were, um, laughing. Some of them were really serious. Uh, some of them were like, don't, don't, mom, don't, don't, don't you kiss me right here in front of everyone. I'm not into this right now. And some of them were just like, you know, it's okay, mom, it's cool. And, um, it was just a really, it's, it's one of those pictures, um, that, you know, if you ever see it on social media, you you click on it and then you zoom in because you want to really want to capture um, the, the expressions, and that's why it's such a an incredible picture. If you um, look at the blog and maybe zoom in on the picture, it's um, a wonderful picture and um, what a, an inspirational picture itself. Um, and from there, it just it really just started triggering like this connection thing because the peanut butter falcon movie was all about connection, and and I started thinking about um, you know the post that I had seen about uh, Lisa Gruber uh, the week before, and um, you know we all we all know people who are dealing with cancer and the, the challenges of that, and you know sometimes you feel as if you're walking a path alone. I, I do know that when I had cancer, I was. Um, you know, I, I kept in contact with everyone. Everyone wanted to, you know, know how I was doing. I wanted to share that, but it is a different kind of path, and you find um, you find connections and um, revelations in in different things um, because you're in a different place in your life. Um, but that picture, re- that picture really inspired me as well. And then just going to the football game. Um, I, I love going to football games. I was not absolutely not looking forward to driving to. Um, Beverly, Ohio for the football game. But, you know, it was one of those weeks, um, you know, triggered by that movie and the pictures. And uh, and then my student in uh, one of my English 4 class, uh, classes, you know um, who you are, um, he just kept nagging me and nagging me and nagging me. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, I, yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting, I got to go. I said, all right, I'm going. So, uh, you know, that's what I did. So I came home, uh, took Took a quick uh, walk with uh, the dog, and uh, then I hopped in the car, picked up Becky, and um, we headed out there, um, hour and a half drive um, to watch the game. And it really, yeah, it, it's difficult when you, you know, we all know that when you go into games, you don't, um, you want to win, um, you you want to do your best, and sometimes it's really difficult when you watch. Um, a group of people, whether it's in football or volleyball or baseball or basketball, and you know they're young people and they're 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 kind of up against the team. It was really um, overwhelming at the time for whatever reason, uh, and that's kind of what went on that night. And it was it was a difficult game to watch. And I think everyone has probably been there before. So um, all those kind of put together, um, it just kept running through my head, um, and I said. I, I was struggling to make a connection with them. And so that was really kind of my inspiration for writing it. And that's um, what I try to do when I'm writing. I ask myself, what's the point of all this? Why am I seeing all of this? Why are all these things possibly connected? So the next question comes up. Um, how do you write these things? Um, look, uh, I teach English. Uh, for a living. Um, 
That's what I do at Central Catholic High School. Teach English language and composition, English four, um, English three. Um, so I spend my days um, trying to find different ways for young people to write. And um, it's not always easy. Um, you know, uh, many times you, you may find me with a small little uh, journal in my pocket, uh, the rubber band wrapped around it. And I'll just uh, jot down some ideas in there. Sometimes uh, when I'm at school, um, if my students are doing a, a timed writing on a topic, um, I take out my journal too, and I, I write along with them because I think it's important that you find some way of um, getting the thoughts uh, from your head into on, or onto paper. Um, it, it's cathartic in some ways. Um, um, so anyhow, I, sometimes I journal. Sometimes, like this one in particular, I didn't journal as much. I jotted a couple ideas down, but really, since there were multiple um, observations uh, swishing around through my head, um, uh, it, to me, I just needed to sit down at, at the computer and and type. Um, you know, that, that's kind of the quickest way um, for me to get things done. Um, Unfortunately, last weekend, we were getting carpet installed throughout the entire um, first floor of the house. Uh, it just so happens that's where my study is, where my computer is. And so um, I started off a, a little bit on a Saturday morning, um, typed a little bit, and then the carpet people came and started moving things around. And I went out on the porch from time to time and Sat there with uh, the dog, uh, Charlie, and hung out there. Um, it was a somewhat windy day, but it was it was kind of nice sitting out there. It gave me a chance to kind of gather my thoughts a little bit. Uh, eventually, I was just um, worn down. It, I'd spent most of the day out there. I was tired, and I said, I really want to get something else written. Um, so I ended up going into my study where the, uh, the carpet installers had put all of the um, furniture that they uh, needed to move in order to put carpet down in other parts of the house. And so I crawled over dressers and uh, end tables and kind of squeezed myself in front of the computer and uh, turned on some uh, music and uh, just went to town. And um, I just kind of broke it down that way. And I just, I, what I did is I took um, each one of the pictures that I had and I, I always kind of put that right on the, the post itself to kind of serve as kind of, as an inspiration for that particular section of the post. That's what I did. I just wrote through, I wrote a little bit about the movie, um, tried to gather my thoughts about the football mother's picture, um, the Lisa Gruber picture. And, um, and then finally the, the picture from the game. And I, you know, at the game, I, I made sure that I took that particular picture because I, for some reason I said, I'm going to need that picture, um, of the players on the field, uh, with my student right there in the middle that, that insisted that I come to the game. So that's what kind of, you know, took me through that and kind of got me through each paragraph. So I kind of looked at it and said, I'm going to write about each picture. And that kind of worked in, in its own way. And I really, I honestly did not know where I was going to go with the post. Um, sometimes I just don't do that. And I, I tell my students all the time, sometimes, you know, we say, okay, we got to write our thesis first. You know, what's our message? What are we going to uh, convey there? And we don't always know that. Um, for me, Sometimes writing is the actual uh, journey itself. And I always tell my students that sometimes, you know, just start writing and 
and eventually your writing, if you're being honest and deliberate about it all, um, it takes you where you need to go. And I, I always tell them that's called writing to understanding, um, that you're writing to get to a point where you have understanding of why you're writing, uh, the point that you're making. Um, it lets your, uh, your, your writing and your subconscious kind of dictate of the direction that you want to go. And, and that's what happens. And so then I just kind of spend the, you know, the last paragraph or so polishing that up to kind of make that a real kind of boom point there at the end. And that's kind of how I did it. Um, I proved it a couple times because I always post things and then I have to update them. And I think this one I probably had to update like four or five times. I said, oh, I left out a word there. I misspelled a word there. And, you know, that didn't, and it just happens. And I, I told my students that this week, sometimes you post something and it's not perfect. And I'm okay with that. You know, we're all, we're, no one's really perfect um, when they're writing. Uh, Lord knows I'm not. Uh, it takes several times for me to proofread something. And sometimes I just, I just want to get the post out. So I hurry up and I, I hurried up and I put it out there and um, that's what it is. So right now I want you to, I want to share with you um, just an oral um, recitation. I don't know what you want to call it. I put a little bit of music behind it and I, I, I read through it again, and um, I try to put a little bit of ex expression into it. Um, it's kind of the thing I, I want to do with this um, podcast a little bit. So um, uh, here it is. This is um, uh, my post from um, October the um, 6th, um, Proof of Something. Proof of something. I have spent the better part of the last week and a half in a pensive rumbling over experiences whose meaning rested in the periphery of the moments I encountered them. I have repeatedly returned to these musings with the hope that I can exact some definite significance from them all. Last weekend, I was mauling over my life while aimlessly scrolling through social media and YouTube a terrible habit that rarely results in finding any semblance of lasting contentment. An advertisement slipped into a stream of videos. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Sweetest film of the decade. The quirkiness of the title was enough for me to give the synopsis a reading and the trailer numerous viewings. Zach, a young man with Down syndrome, escapes from his nursing home chasing a dream of becoming a professional wrestler. Zach encounters Tyler, a crab fisherman who has lost his direction in life after a family tragedy. The two grow closer on a quiet odyssey down the outer banks of North Carolina. I spent Sunday afternoon at Marquis Cinemas watching this wonderful film and the better part of two days dwelling on the message the peanut butter falcon offered. Monday morning, several senior football moms posted this picture on Facebook, further stoking a small fire in my heart sparked by the movie on Monday. I cannot recall ever seeing a picture like this in all of my years of teaching. Please keep in mind that I currently teach all of these players, and some I have known for years. I can see the personalities of the players in each pairing, the open expression of love, the silliness of the situation and the discomfort of this not being cool. 
The picture speaks for itself on the surface. This is a group of mothers, ones who love and support their sons, ones who realize that senior year is a chapter closing quickly, and ones who want to savor this journey. The football mothers and sons picture triggered another recent memory, one which happened a short time before the movie and the football picture. Pieces started to connect for me as I searched the school's Facebook page for another picture I had seen. At a home game last week, the volleyball team surprised one of the players' mother who was battling cancer. She said on Facebook that she was so inspired when she walked into the game and found, quote, coaches and all of the players in hope for Lisa Gruber shirts and green hair bows in their hair. Finally, one of my students asked me every single day if I would be going to the football game, anxious to know because he was going to start for the first time this season. So on a chilly Friday, I drove to Beverly, Ohio to watch our team lose 42-0 in a brutal game during which several players were injured. I sat beside one of the football moms who winced and looked away every time her son was tackled or knocked out of bounds. My student, who is typically uh, bouncing off the walls with enthusiasm, looked tired and dejected during the game, but played hard despite the outcome being decided shortly after halftime. In Peanut Butter Falcon, the relationship between the two central characters is defined by a quote uttered at the beginning of the movie, one which may have many of us have heard at least once. Friends are the family we choose. The movie then tells the story of two strangers who developed a family connection both need for neither one has family of his own. I see a larger and different theme in the different contexts of my week. In relationship to what we call families, we cannot conclusively claim each family is the same. We have traditional families and those that are non-traditional. Many are two-parent families with varying numbers of children. Others are single-parent families with one parent no longer present. We cannot look at a picture and see the ideal when the ideal may not truly exist. We can see that which rests in the periphery, the unseen in the pictures and movies we see and the situations we experience. It is the brotherly connection of two characters in a movie the difference in emotions among football mothers and their sons, the unwavering support of a volleyball team to a teammate's mother, the occasionally unexpected support to those who need it the most. Choices in life can center on how we freely and honestly love and care for those around us in a way in which we wish people would love and care for us. This holds true when we are at our best or our worst when life is uneventful or challenging, and whether we are willing to admit we need someone's love and care at all. So yeah, that is um, my first time uh, recording something that I have written and put it on a podcast for um, people to hear. So I'm kind of putting myself out there. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, 
I got a, a great deal of positive feedback from the post. Sometimes, you know, you post something and um, it it doesn't always strike a tone with someone. But then sometimes there are certain uh, posts that you make that based on people's reaction, it, it feels good that you've made um, that connection through uh, the words and, and thoughts that have been running through your mind. Um, a, a lot of the par- my par- the parents of uh, players at the school, even parents of you know former students that i've had or are, are just extremely um gracious in their uh comments on facebook um i appreciate all of them uh, everything that they said and i definitely appreciate them sending their um their children to central catholic high school um it's a wonderful place wonderful school and uh an ex- incredible community um uh, I just want to thank uh, all of them for uh, everything that they ha- have done uh, for their children. Um, they have a great group there. Um, I also was um, really impressed by the student feedback. I, you know, I had a um, a couple students, you know, tell me they really enjoyed that and uh, were were you know kind of touched by that themselves um, for various reasons. You know, students don't always. Um, you know, come up to you and, and, and tell you things, young people, or sometimes, um, not sure what to say or how to say it. So when they do, even if it's just like, uh, putting a tweet out there, Hey, I like this. Um, and that says, uh, volumes to me sometimes. So, um, I appreciate all those students that, uh, talked to me and, uh, you know, sent the regards about, uh, appreciating that. Um, that I'm just going to tie this up now. Um, this has my, been my first podcast. I hope this has uh, been enjoyable for you. Um, there are some people I definitely want to thank. I definitely want to thank everyone who has kind of been with me since I started my blog back in 2016. We're, you know, it, it's been um, over three years now since I've been posting off and on there. Um, I appreciate everyone's support um, and uh, learning it, using it as a Personally, I'm using it as a learning tool for myself, kind of figuring out life as it goes along. And I appreciate everyone taking the time to read it whenever you have an opportunity. Um, I want to thank uh, JT Nixon and the the Juicebox podcast gang um, for their inspiration. Um, JT is uh, one of my former students um, from our first year teaching at Central. And he and his brother and his friend are... Um, they start up their own podcast and um, been in contact with them. It's um, kind of a long story. I may be able to tell you about one time, but um, it's been really interesting listening to their podcast. And I was like, you know what? Are they, you know, you can do it. And, you know, JT was like, why don't you give it a try? It's like, I don't know. And so here I am, you know, doing a podcast, getting the inspiration from one of my former students. So it's a crazy world. Um, Again, if you, um, I've also written a book. If you have an opportunity uh, to um, check it out, it's called My Corner of the World. Um, I was mentioning JT. He's uh, actually in the book, uh, the focus of one of the chapters with his uh, positive attitude. So if you're interested in reading the book, um, it is available on Amazon. Um, you can find it at just My Corner of the World, or you can type in my name and find it. Um, it's not a bestseller, but I'm really proud of uh, the work that I put into that. And I thank everyone for the support. Um, if you have an opportunity and you um, want to drop me a line, um, you can email me um, at podcast dot what's up buddy, no apostrophe in the what's, just podcast dot 
what's up buddy at gmail.com. Um, if you have any thoughts about the um, podcast tonight or any suggestions about things that you would like to hear on it, that's what JT and the Juice Box gang um, always do. And I, I've definitely contacted them a couple of times. And um, so if you, you know, there's something that you want to add or something you'd like to ask me, or if you want to give me some feedback, really appreciate it. Um, if you enjoyed hearing the blog or you don't know where to find it, um, my webpage is www.3w's.ajbucon.com. Um, you can check that out. I have all my posts there. Um, you can kind of go back all the way to 2016 if you want to. Um, I'm working on Twitter. I got to get a Twitter. I have a Twitter account, but I'm not, I want to kind of get one for the podcast, um, you know, kind of work it that way and see, see what comes of that. So again, uh, thank you very much. This has been, um, episode one, um, proof of something and, uh, well, what's up, buddy?